Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome back to another episode of Creators Outlet. We'd like to welcome back the Count of Monte Cristo. Well, hello. <laughs> one of, Love the new intro, man. Love it. One of these and my favorite movies. Yes, yes. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, it has everything. It does, doesn't it? That's why I keep, you know, I watch it at least once a year. Uh, it's my rainy day movie, one of my biggest ones. So, yeah, I watched it uh, about two weeks ago. I found, nice. I found, I found it on Tubi. I go, no way! Boom, popcorn, <laughs> recliner, oh, yeah. for sure. Phone off. <laughs> you, you all can talk to me tomorrow. I'm watching a movie. Yeah, it's a good one. So we got this uh, crime detective noir story. Yes. And uh, it is currently a one shot, but you want to make it not a one shot. That is very accurate. Because <laughs> these are fun to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't every number one a one shot <laughs> if it doesn't go well? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, it a this... one? Is it a one shot? Well, we'll find out after the third quarter sales come around. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, the plan for it is only to be a four issue mini series anyway, which of mm-hmm. course is enough to put into a trade. So um, that's the plan. I mean, I we're fine right now. I mean, we've already hit enough that we would go ahead with a second project. So. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Let, I mean, it's let, cranking let's, along. Let's. Grab this up because we have to show people how to do a how to do a proper trailer here. <laughs> Some people don't understand voiceover stuff. They're like, "Oh, I couldn't afford to hire somebody to do voiceover." I go, "It's not dude, expensive, dude. 
just call me. Well, yeah. I mean, this is Matt and I, the other co-owner. This mm-hmm. is, we did all the voiceover for it. We do it for all of our stuff. And I'm just like, oh, will you do that? I go, well, I might as well. I mean, I was a disc jockey for 35 years in the nightclub, so. Right. You know? <laughs> and you won't charge us? I go, no, you just, just, just sign a book and send it to me when you're done. Yeah. It can even be a damaged one. I don't care. I just want to sign book and, uh, <laughs> you know, so let's take a look at this. We're going to, we're going to blow this up. How long have you been? Not you. About the last six months. I lied. I don't even really know why. Damn it, I guess. That's pretty impressive. I really had no idea. I honestly thought you were Cooper. It's really been a little over a year. I did think it was peculiar that you wouldn't have a drink at the Christmas party. Clear mind. Focus on the job. I wanted to make sure I was paying attention. Tell me, what did you find? The trafficking, the murders, the inner circle, all of it. Then there's the heart condition. That's a new, aggravating development. I see. I guess it was only a matter of time. I was never that good at the whole secure files thing. Technology has always been a bit of a crux, if I'm being honest. Before we finish up here, can you show me who you really are? I suppose it doesn't matter at this point. Ha! I should suppose not. Honestly, it was just a thing I needed to jolt me into turning to my two notice. I let this go on long enough. Maybe a part of me has hung up on nostalgia, a realization that this is the only adult life I've known. Honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. The money, the women, and the life had got me. Ain't that some? made a song for it and everything freaking right i did i'm like (laughs) what the hell (laughs) that is how you make a trailer thank you sir i appreciate it (laughs) my 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 only criticism of of it was wow that's one loud ass silencer right (laughs) (laughs) must have blown the must have don't do that good of a job yeah it's more of a thought that counts (laughs) yeah it's like Putting a silencer on just to have a longer barrel so you can actually hit the target, hopefully. It just looks cooler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would have been a lot less impactful if it was a... <laughs> yeah. It's like... I'm like, uh, pea shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds better with the... With the... With the boom. So, uh, yeah, this, this is how you make a trailer, people. And I know this because we... we well, this was playing full screen. 
we had about five people uh, come onto the feed. <laughs> they they probably they probably thought we were we were running like you know a, a movie, <laughs> some some cool anime stuff or something. And we yeah. we were, but uh, we were running a a short version of the cool anime stuff. So uh, so you sign up on this Kickstarter. Right. And uh, the Kickstarter link is actually at the very top of the chat. That's where it's at, people. And that's where it's at. Yeah. So you only you only had a light goal on this one. You had like a thousand dollars, and you're at sixteen hundred ninety six, and you've got sixty nine backers. Sixty nine, mm-hmm. dude. Uh, mm-hmm. With with twenty one days to go. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things for us that uh, I, I like to say you never realize how your audience is growing until you launch a new project. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure the last time I was on your show, it was for Tilt 3. And yeah. you only had 77, I think, by the end of that campaign. Um, and, and, you know, the, that last little bit was still kind of pushing. But, um, you know, we launched this and day one we had 52, I think, and we had already funded. So... Wow. For us, that's huge. <laughs> and it, of course, you know, you see all the creators, they do light years better than this. But for us, like, this is a huge step up for us. Yeah. And I'm like, and if you haven't read Tilt, you need to contact these guys and get, get it. Get it get, free, man. Issue your, one is free. Issue one is free so you can check it out. And it's a, it's a fun, very different superhero kind of comic. And, yeah. And, uh, and I, and I never intended that. Um, it, like in the back of my mind, it was never really a, a driving reason to why I wrote Tilt. But um, it's I've realized that it's found its legs, and that people read Tilt one and like it that don't even like superhero stuff. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, because it's 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 got so many different aspects and and tropes going on. Oh yeah, yeah. And, it, I think that's now, why it connects with people, though, is because it plays off of those the stupidity of a lot of superhero stuff. <laughs> it, it's that, and uh, you have to try damn hard to find something on on t- to watch on TV that isn't related to a comic book. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. Yeah, absolutely. You know. I remember, you know, the only thing I had as a kid and like I had to get up really early so I could watch, you know, Adam West and Burt Ward, you know, before I went to school. Right. And, and then be late if Scooby-Doo that was coming on afterwards was one of the Scooby-Doo movies with Batman in it. <laughs> then, then I was going to be like an hour or so late for school. It happens. <laughs> that was a little bit before my time. Mine was mostly just... uh I, I had the good time as a kid, though, because that's when Batman animated series and Batman Beyond and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff came out. So that I had a good childhood with with comic book stuff. Yeah, I, I think uh, I I had just graduated and I had taken like a couple of college courses when uh, the animated series came out. But I was I was working at my at, at my LCS, too. So like every day when that would come on, you know, it'd be like watch some jerk come in and I want to ask questions about a comic. Don't they know <laughs> Batman's on what's wrong right. with you? You know, uh. so it was, you know, it was a good time. And 
you know, I was digging through some boxes, unpacking stuff, and I came across a couple of like old Batman animated toys. And... Yeah, I I found I have one in my room. Um, it was around that time that they just took Batman and made all kinds of stupid stuff that you never even saw in the series. Oh, and I have yeah. like an orange and black Batman, like a bright radiating orange. Oh, um, those things, yeah. The... Yeah, and it's still, you know, that's part of my childhood, so I never saw it, but uh, it was cool. <laughs> it was it was like Mission something Batman, so they, they basically, yeah. they basically like, how could we turn this one character into Hasbro's G.I. Joe series? Yeah, into every character. <laughs> you know, because... You know, every time a kid sees a Batman toy, they want it. And this is true, because every time I see a Batman toy, I want it. It's it's so interesting, though, that, you know, a lot of our favorite cartoons and stuff, they wouldn't have continued and they wouldn't have existed if people didn't pick up the toys. And mm-hmm. that's part of the thing that's going on now with, you know, less and less going after the the toys that's why young justice was canceled and god that's an old reference now but oh, <laughs> i mean yeah. that's the biggest reason that they got canceled was no one would buy the toys yeah they they weren't they weren't selling the toys and now there's pretty much no place to sell toys at there's like you know mm-hmm. a, ha- a half an aisle at target a half an aisle at walmart and yeah. uh you know the dollar store yeah exactly you know so it's like you know, it's like, damn you, Toys R Us. Why couldn't you? <laughs> why couldn't you keep up with the times? That's right. Just a little updating, and they could have been fine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now we have to pre-order everything. Yes, I'm okay with that though. Um, I'm okay with pre-ordering. I I hate I hate that because when I and this makes no sense because we're talking indie comics and you have to <laughs> and the entire the entire model of this is pre-order like, yep freaking hate pre-ordering <laughs> anyhow buy this book you'll get it in <laughs> uh i hate pre-ordering toys because i have like so many friends that are like uh creators that are that are like you know they they work in the computer field uh, you know, for themselves, of course, with COVID and everything, they've been home and they pre-order and they buy everything. And with mm-hmm. some of the figures, uh, dare I say, uh, let's bring up Star Wars. So uh, Stormtroopers, Clone Troopers, and Jawas, you can never have enough. Right. They should just charge like 10 bucks for a Stormtrooper. Because they know they're going to make a million of them. Yep. And people want to set up dioramas in their house. Yeah, you got to have and, a whole army. And you you got to you only need like one of each of like the good guys, you know, in the costume that they appeared in that scene, and right. you know, and 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 go forward from there. I'm like, oh, but I I was excited because. As you so graciously pointed out, I am much older than now. Uh, <laughs> and I I grew up with, like, the 1960s G.I. Joes, mm-hmm. uh, Six Million Dollar Man, uh, Action Man, which was a mashup of 
the six million dollar man and gi joe right it was like just like a really cheap one it's like we're gonna give him the bionic eye we're gonna dress him like a joe and then he's got like this helicopter prop that he holds in his hand and there's like a wheel on his forearm and you just spin that and he can fly around like like a like a whirly bird i'm like oh okay but you know what? I had, I had, a, it was like a cheap toy and I had a blast with that. Of course. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. Some of the stuff. Oh yeah. But so yet again, congratulations because you are fully funded and working on stretch goals. Yep. Stretch goals and backer goals right around the corner from two of them. And this is a very orange book. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you can you cannot lose this book ever. No, you even if you tried, <laughs> you would this, see that in a stack of comic books. <laughs> this, yeah, at the bottom. Yep. <laughs> what do you got over there? I bet you I can tell you what's on the bottom. That's Go right. Away. <laughs> one last job, number one. <laughs> Holy hard! Look at the book. It was yeah. glow. It was glowing through the entire stack. Dude, we had this plan for one of the stretch goals that would have been um, a UV version of the cover that you could just straight up blacklight. But then we priced it and we're like, nah, we're not there yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. But it would have been awesome because I wanted to do like a spy message right on the cover. Oh, yeah, that would have been that would have been cool. Maybe for the trade. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um. Maybe issue four will we'll have... Uh you know, have you like 150 backers and enough right. backers that you can, you can do something, something very uh, James Bondish with the cover. Yeah. That's, that's the plan. Um, it was a big influence on, on the story. Um, it was really a fusion of stuff. It was that and the Bourne series and John wick and um, of course, 007, uh, but all that kind of stuff played into it. Some Jack Reacher. Um, oh, nice. But those those are a lot of books that I grew up reading. Um, and then Tom Clancy is another. Oh, I didn't even put that at the top because I, I just figured the younger people that would buy the book wouldn't even know. Who's Tom Clancy? No, the parents are like, goes, oh, he wrote these great books that they turned into video games that I used to play when I was your age. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is a book that I would take out every October and just put up on the wall. Yeah, she's because, it for a display. Because it's pumpkin-y. Well, you know, one of the stretch goals actually is an 11 by 17 poster of that cover. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's a fold-out poster. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah that, that was that was pretty rad, too. Yeah, it'd be, I'd, I'd look forward to, uh, you know, I think we'll actually hit that one. Yeah. Um, so I, I look forward to actually making those because I want one for myself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is the this is the first cover I ever made. Um, I'm not an artist, but I, I do know graphic design. So it was, you know, using a lot of those skills to, uh, put something together and do some outlining and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and the, the interior art's good. So who we have on interiors now, cause you did the cover. Yeah, that's uh Daniel Jamino. He's, uh, he's an artist from Spain. Um, cool. but you know, we had put it out there that we were looking for an artist and, uh, I think I got like 180 or something. I lost track, 
180 wow. messages or something. Just an absurd amount. Wow. And Daniel was one of the first ones that messaged, and he was already at the top of the list. And um, and I sent it over to Matt, the co-owner, and I was like, I think you know we'll keep him uh, in this list of, of possible runnings. Um, and so he's the first person we approached, and he was willing to work something out. So I love it. It's such a it's a blend of I keep saying it's a blend of like a manga with um, American styling. Um, Matt disagrees with me, but I definitely see both inspirations. Well, Matt, we like you, buddy, but oh, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> I can say that because Matt's not here. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's watching. <laughs> I'll hear about it. Don't worry. I don't care if he disagrees with me. That's the, you know, we're co-owners. That's you know, what we need. Whatever. Because because this, the, the bullet to the head there, you know, from that loud silencer, uh, yep. that, that, that page right there is very Golgo 13. Yeah. Yeah. That, that in um, the way he did um, the villain in those pages is so it's very manga. It's very, you know, Japanese style. <laughs> Um, I dig it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it, but there's still that American influence that is very apparent. Yeah, it's it's like it's like not full on manga, but you can you can see and feel the uh, like the inspiration that that came to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's Especially, doing, he's doing you know, a great job with it. Uh, like the guy's glasses. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's that, almost like Sin City. <laughs> yeah. <right there. laughs> Oh, if they were yellow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and all the redacted stuff. <laughs> Staying on brand, man. <laughs> Daniel doesn't even get a code name. His code name was redacted. I don't have one. I redacted mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're just trying to keep each other safe. <laughs> so we got uh, working on rewards. Oh the yeah, t- the T-shirt. The sti- yeah. I, I had to look twice at the sticker because at first I thought that was a like an air freshener for a car. Oh man, that's a good stretch goal idea. Yeah, but do you really want to put a target by your head in your car? Some people might. <laughs> well, <laughs> here, honey, hang this up in the in the van. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It was a uh, Matt's Matt had the idea for using um, kind of the gun range theme for that. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty good idea, so I kind of played around with it. Um, I think that version of the shirt I have blood coming out of the hole, but we're not going to actually print the shirts with that because we thought it was a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to scare anybody in the land of COVID. They're already running around scared enough. Yeah, I mean, without it, it still gets the point across. He's a good shot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you get the cool trading card of the uh, of the character un- unmasking himself. Yep. Get yeah, that's where that Mission Impossible stuff comes in, right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> unmasking. UV um, pen with special UV message. Yeah, so um, that's one of the one of the tiers we will write. Well, I will write um, a message in the interior of the book for you for you to uncover with the UV pen. And I think I'm going to leave it up to you can either tell me what you want me to write or you can let me decide. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm definitely doing that, but I think it'll be a fun little thing for people to do. So if, if people don't put a little note on their thing saying, 
yeah, could you write this in my book? You're just going to you're just going to get diabolical with it. The, yeah, their UV message is going to be like, I wish you would freaking respond to your Kickstarter surveys. <laughs> <laughs> really? Cover yeah. B. Yeah, cover B is a GoldenEye homage. Um, it was the only cover homage that I wanted. I asked Matt, and we were like, hey, should we get an artist, or do you want to do it? And he's, he was like, I'll do it. So <laughs> um, I love the way it came out. We didn't want to go straight forward with like the movie cover with the blast and all the stuff on the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, still wanted to kind of keep it comic booky, uh, But I think he did, a, he did a great job with it. Yeah. Yeah, look. It looks cool, and it's still got that. It's still got that noir uh, mm -hmm. flavor to it. Oh yeah! Back right around the corner from uh, that seventy-five backers, we're only six away from getting that getting that unlocked. And so, if if nobody's read Tier Jackson's stuff, he's a he's a great writer. He's the one that runs Sovereign Comics Universe, um, and that's one of his his main titles. Yeah, already think, unlocked the pits. Already unlocked the pits uh, from Shimmy Comics, and I know I talked to, I talked to him, and he he shocked me when he said he goes, "Yeah, this this is this is the first book I ever colored." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, came out pretty good." <laughs> it's uh, his new project's just about to launch. I think this week um, for the pits number two. And if you guys watch the trailer. Matt and I did that trailer too. <laughs> oh, so he's got a good trailer. It's a good trailer. I, I'm very excited about it because, you know, one of the things we've been able to do now is uh, when people hire us to do theirs, we get to play in other, you know, genres because I don't have a, you know, I don't have a style book, a gladiator style book. So he sent me what he wanted and uh, he did, I did a teaser clip for him that was centered around a serial killer set back then. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to have way too much fun with this. So, um, definitely check out that trailer if, if you guys haven't, because it's it's pretty on point. Well, I'm I'm sure I'll be hearing from him. Be like, hey, still got the podcasting? I go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, still got it. Yeah, getting close, getting close to a hundred episodes now. Yeah, I saw that, man. We just hit our fiftieth on our podcast this past week. Oh, congratulations! Thank you, man. It feels like it's been longer than a year. <laughs> oh well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's funny because we started it right before everything went into lockdown. I think we did two, maybe three episodes before um, our state lockdown. Well, yeah, like last April was like three years long. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. So hundred backers, we're going to do a double unlock, and that'll be Infinity Agents number one. So if you guys follow John Schlim, you know that Infinity Agents number three is coming out here shortly. And I am a massive fan of Infinity Agents. I love sci-fi stuff, and he does a cool little blend of stuff. But uh, and then Welcome to the Void from Chuck Pino, which I haven't even read that because he never has copies of it. So. I right? <laughs> he told me when I asked him if he would uh, be willing to give a book for this. He was like, "Yeah, do Welcome to the Void." And then he texted me the next day. He was like, "Man, I'm gonna have to." Uh, I'm gonna have to get a. Uh, I'm gonna figure out how to scan this in so I can get a copy of it to you. I was like, "Gee, thanks, man." I think uh, I was talking to him one day. Uh, he was a guest with a, like a couple of the people on the show, and his wife Wendy popped in to say hello. And I think I think somebody said, "Could you make him print up new copies 
avoid. Right. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, he hasn't done a, se- a follow-up yet. Mm-hmm. It's It hasn't been turned into a series. So, like, for us, you know, once Tilt 4 comes out, Tilt 4 releasing is going to be the last chance to get all those single issues. Because um, once they're sold, we're not going to reprint those. It's not worth it for, for us. Um, and then we'll just move forward with the trade. So for him, this is his book, man. He needs to get some more copies. Yeah, At least you know, get me a good digital version that I can use. Yeah, really. I'm like, and I'm not like a huge digital fan, but I get so much like, you know, stuff from, you know, all the different creators that come on the show. Yeah. All the publishers uh, that I'm in touch with, you know, because of uh, Reiki Cree and everything. And yeah, I finally. Uh, it, it feels like I blew my entire stimulus check like on a tablet and, and couldn't even afford to get like a case and a screen protector for it. Nah, you gotta get the tablet and fill it with digital comics, man. But I, well, but I keep telling people like digital that the advantage of it is it lets you um, if you don't know the creator or you don't know the writer, it gives you a chance to at least look at their stuff. And especially with, you know, like with us, if you guys don't don't know me, don't know if you like me, well, go download Tilt for free. And if you like it, then, hey, we have issues two and three. If you don't like it, guess what? There's a delete button. <laughs> so. Yeah, and they have they have more than much more than just one series. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that. Um, getting all those unlocked we're really getting getting really close to that and we're getting close to the uh that first stretch goal which um i wanted to show off a little bit of daniel's heart and uh and get a stretch goal with a his bookmark with just some panels on it <laughs> um, oh, yeah that's cool yeah i mean it, you know something basic for kind of introductory stretch goal and then we can start having more fun after that um it's basic but it's cool because you turned around and you just you just took multiple comic panels you shot the you shot that page just right, yep. so it's it's got like multiple panels and mm-hmm. and artwork wrapping all around it. Yeah, I mean he's a fantastic artist. I want to show it off. That one's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I really hope we at least unlock that one because I'm gonna I'm gonna have way too much fun writing coded messages. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody that's gonna get this is already gonna be getting the pen. Exactly. So like, there might be there might be double messages like I'll write one in pen and then underneath it there'll be one in UV. <laughs> but I I've already been looking like what kind of postcards do I want to order? Do I want to order flat ones or uh, then I was like, "Oh, let me do some like actual places and and order their postcards and then send those to random people." <laughs> so I'm going to have fun. <laughs> <with> that. <laughs> That'll be funny. And here's the fold out poster. Yep, that's the fold-out poster, um, and I will sign it. This is my first cover, so it's a big deal for me, and I didn't oh, even yeah. intend for this to be the cover, honestly. I just, when I start writing a new project, I make myself something that, in, you know, that kind of gets me jazzed up about the project, mm-hmm. and I made this, and then um, I had posted it one day, and, and we just noticed a lot of people started commenting and stuff, and so we kind of just went with it. <laughs> it's, it's an eye grabber. Yeah, it's... So, will this be inside the book? Um, so it'll probably ship with the book. I, I, I know what you're referring to is like the you know the '90s X Men did it a lot. Um, I wish I could, but I just I don't trust myself enough. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm glad you can't because 
then I would never be able to take the poster out and hang exactly. it on my wall. I'm like, exactly. Nope. Yeah, I have one that I had framed that I took out of a 90s uh, X-Men book, and I was like, eh, probably should just left it. I learned my lesson from those marble value stamps. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? And the, spider, um, and the Spider-Man tattoos. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so 3,000 embossed main cover. This will be our first embossed cover, but just how cool would all that, that black in that cover look embossed? <laughs> that's that's a big win for us. Um, and we we haven't revealed what the 3,500 is, and you know people probably think it's because we don't have one in mind, but we have a very specific thing that we didn't want to put up in case we don't hit it. Uh, but 35, basically what I can say is that it will completely change um, the the value that you're going to get out of the book and uh, it'll be something super collectible and really dope. <laughs> it's a gun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everyone gets a silencer. Come on, mom and dad. Why yeah. not? <laughs> like, like all those parents back when Transformers generation one came out mm-hmm. and every kid wanted Megatron because he turned into a gun. Right. And 98% of you are not getting a gun. No, no. You're not getting something that can fold up into your pocket and then unfold into a gun. My dad wouldn't even let me keep a slingshot in the house. I bought one one day and didn't ask him. He took it, kept it, probably used it. <laughs> Never saw it again. Never saw it again. Oh. Yep. Um. Yeah, I always, uh, so this is my new thing is closing out our Kickstarter campaign pages with this whole, you know, it's one thing to learn about the the company, but I, I really am trying to drive that ideology behind why it's important to support small press public. Because Chuck always comes up every time I do anything, Chuck's somehow involved. Even if he's not actually involved, his name comes up. <laughs> it's just, he's unavoidable. <laughs> he's inevitable. It's it, It's another up Chuck. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I try to drive home the, the point of small press publishing. Um, you know, it is, it's different than saying that you're an indie comic creator. Um, it's kind of like the whole rectangle square debate. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, small press publishing, we, it's more than just me making a comic. Sure, I'm making the comic. I'm a writer on it. But our actual company is focused around publishing. And um, we hope to hire some people to uh buy their books and publish them for them and help them get out there when we're at the point that we can justify it. But yeah, there is a difference. Um, and it all involves money. <laughs> Isn't that always the way? Mm-hmm. That's just terrible. <laughs> so what do you guys have, uh, on the burner for when, uh, when this issue wraps, tilt four, tilt the end, four. the the end of the first story arc for tilt. Um, so you know if you if you like our trailers, one of the things we're doing before tilt four drops is we're going to put out the motion comic, um, and so it's it's kind of like the trailer for this, but there's a little bit more motion to it, and we actually have a voiceover cast, um, and you know probably creators that some of the ones you know or or some of the ones that lent their voices. Um, but we've been putting all that together. It's been a lot of fun. It's looking like it'll be about 20, 25 minutes worth of, you know, just we're taking issue one and literally making it into a motion comic. 
um, in the trailers on our YouTube. If you guys want to check that out, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I get to put you know all my little know-how stuff t- together and do some design, do some sound engineering and all that. And uh, that's going to be the prerequisite to launching the Tilt 4 campaign. So if you guys have read Tilt, then you know Tilt 3, it ends with a pretty massive cliffhanger. Um, and then... Yeah, you could have warned me about that shit first. I know. When we have one guy... I, I could have warned you the end, I'm like, oh, man! <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, is looking back on stuff, we... Uh, so I, it's just part of me. I always like twists um, every book that I've written. Um, even stuff like I know you got Fire by Night, that short story. Um, that's that stuff that I put twists in, like all that kind of stuff. It's just it's fun for me. But people that read Tilt One, I remember when we first put it out and uh, we delivered it to a store because they had bought, you know, 50 copies or whatever. And so he reads it and he messages me the next day. He was like, just a quick question, man. You're not actually just going to end the tilt story at after one issue, right? <laughs> and uh, and I was like, maybe. I, but yeah, I didn't answer him. I said, you know, it'd be it would be the most tropish thing that I could do is just end it there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we kept it going. So you know, issue four is going to be a big one for us. It's um, a lot more world building stuff, and then people that have gotten into that world. Um, you know, Paradigm Issue 2 is going to be the end of this year, and that's set in the same superhero universe as Tilt. Cool. Yep. And hey, John, thanks for subscribing to the channel. Yeah, John. I can I can use many, many more people like you. <laughs> Me too, man. I, I don't even... You're, you're putting way more effort into your YouTube than I am. <laughs> Making me look bad, man. <laughs> well, you know, I'm on, you know... I'm creating content like Monday through Friday, like every day. Yeah, for sure. So I'm like, you know, doing some review, doing some reviews, which I I skipped out on doing for like, oh, I don't know, like four months. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, but now I've got the tablet, so I've got no excuses to not read all this review copy that they've been sending in. Um, and we still have we still have people, uh, even though we're 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 down to uh, you know just social media and not the uh not the website anymore Mm -hmm. uh we actually grew too too big and too fast and uh we kind of blew it up yeah it it happens and didn't have the funds to to fix it and and relaunch it so we lost like everything for like the last seven years well i mean that's you know it's it's one of those problems that people don't anticipate and then it happens and you realize, oh, server space isn't cheap at all. <laughs> no. Nah. And unless you know the right people, like at least like with our stuff, everything's we do everything in house. Um, and so the guy that codes and does the background, uh, you know, I just make the website and make it look pretty. And then I just let him do all the coding side. So he does the server stuff and that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> He even tells me, he's like, I'm looking forward to the day where I log, try to log on to your website and it's broken. <laughs> well, the uh, the CEO of Outright Geekery is is a tech guy. That's what he does. That's what he does for a living. And he thought he was going to be slick and he was doing like, you know, a fancy back backdoor, uh, you know, backup. And, you know, in case anything happened, because it was acting, it was acting wonky. Mm-hmm. And... All he did was basically 
cut the wrong colored wire on oh, the bob and it just went <laughs> off. Gosh. And I'm Gotta like, be careful. I'm like, how come I can't get in? <laughs> well, well, it's dead. <laughs> let me let me take a look at it, but I don't think we're gonna have that going forward, Mike. But then, uh, are you are we've got a we've got a a Facebook group that people can join, and then there's a there's an open Facebook page that they can just you know click like and right. you know follow the page. And we're just about up to like twenty three thousand people on that page. So, right. So every every little bit helps out, and, <clears throat> and I'm trying to get my all my stuff done. And, <clears throat> and while I have people come on, yeah, I mean, and, make uh, content, you know, and uh, <clears throat> and once in a while I have people come on like you that's been on, you know, <clears throat> before Chuck, who's been on like a dozen times, and they'll just they'll just turn to me and be like. So, when you're writing a book. I don't know why everyone has to write a book. <laughs> I feel like I, this gets brought up a lot on other shows. I don't get to go on a lot of other shows because um, something that I've noticed is that uh, when you are the host of a show, mm -hmm. a lot of other shows don't want you on their show. <laughs> so, I, I guess I get it from one point of view, but... Um, I, I don't I couldn't really care less. I'm not trying to hijack anybody's stuff. Um, but every time I go on another person's show, at some point that comes up. It's like, oh, everybody keeps asking me when I'm going to do a book. And I'm just like, why does everyone have to do a comic book if you don't want to? <laughs> well, I could write a book, but then when you proofread it, I'd have to kill you afterwards. <laughs> But th but that's what I'm saying too. It's like you know I don't understand why it's like you have to just because you enjoy comics and you enjoy reviewing or interviewing creators. That doesn't automatically mean that you are responsible for making a comic book. I think if yeah. it's something you want to do, then heck yeah, do it. Yeah, because the the talking stuff has come natural since you know the age of three. So you know I'm fine with that, but you know. All that stuff that like you guys do, that, oh, that's work. Yeah, it is, <laughs> but I still love it. <laughs> oh, look, I, I, I went, I went through a big ordeal with the coma and dying, and it's right. All kind, you know, a dozen over a dozen different surgeries, most of which I don't remember because I was in a coma. It's uh, probably for the best. Yeah, and then you know, I keep having like relapses of of certain infections and uh right my friends would be like you're in the hospital again i go are you really sick this time or did you just want some pretty nurses to give you sponge baths again I go well a little <laughs> yes from and column yes. a little from column b yeah i mean while i'm here <laughs> you know while i'm here you know and th and then you have you know then you have a nurse come in that that looks like Bracker from uh, <laughs> the coach from Porky's there. I didn't even have to finish that sentence. You, oh, yeah. <laughs> so do you have a, uh, an estimate of when this would be, uh, 
when when you're looking at having this uh, shipped out? May. Uh, so we we wrap up the last day of February. Um, I think March 1st at 8 p.m. or something is when it ends. Um, mm-hmm. People that know us know we, we're pretty quick with our turnaround time. It does, it's not going to take you a year to get the book. Um, but yeah, right now it's looking like May. That's fine. And and you're you're including all the terrible turnaround time from the postal service, right? Yes. Yeah. I figured as much ago. You know, it's funny though, because it's only certain states that are you know, a lot of states it's it's actually been fine. It's gone quick. Um, but there are specific states we've noticed that um, are like Michigan's one of them. Oh, uh, their shipping yeah. to Michigan has been absurd. Stuff gets to LA like weeks before it gets to Michigan. For some reason, it gets hung up. Um, same with West Virginia; it'll get hung up at a post post office somewhere, and they'll end up getting it, you know, one or two weeks after everybody else gets it. Oh yeah, Ma- Massachusetts is the same way. Right, right. You know, it's like you know, even postal workers that aren't sick with COVID. Well, they're still calling in and saying that they're sick with COVID. Uh, something's happening. <laughs> you know, it's, so it's like, been, it, it's, like well, I said, it's I, just I want to get paid for. I, they want to get paid for a couple of weeks off, and it's like, oh, well, you have COVID. Uh, but that's why it's gotten a little bit better now, is because you know that they ended that. <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't help with the whole, uh, you know, mailing in mailing in ballots for the election. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, kind of like threw a monkey wrench in. Yeah, it's just overload and already strained business. Yeah. So, pledge of three dollars or more is the gold finger. Um, cold finger. Oh, cold finger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't use the real <laughs> As as you read through these, you'll realize I changed them a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that now. It was probably like in the back of my mind goes. Well, this is a homage to. Well, they're they are all uh, 007 names. It's just I changed them a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff for for anybody that wants to get in on it. <laughs> you can get the digital list for three bucks. There's there's no reason, even if you don't have any room and you need to hide any comic purchases from your wife, which is why you buy stuff digitally in the first place. Yeah. Uh, three bucks. And that's that's another good tier for uh, international people that don't want to pay an absurd amount of money. And um, oh yeah, if, if you don't have like one hundred and seventy five dollars to cover shipping to go to the UK, uh, you can just buy it digitally. Yep. I mean, I'm not I'm not being a jerk here, but look, we have to charge for that now. <laughs> I mean, it's we can't because we can't we can't send one book over to the UK and then it eats away with like five or six backers worth of, of backing. It's, Oh yeah. I just can't do it. But, um, you'll notice most of our stuff shipping wise, it's free for, um, us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only opened up two tiers. I think that are available anywhere in the world. Um, uh, but yeah, so yeah, 10 bucks, you get the, the physical and the digital copies. And of course, you know, Blunder Blunderball. Mm-hmm. See, now that I already blundered the first one. <laughs> Live and let dry. No ticky, no shirty. That's right. 
So that's a good one for uh, you know, if, a if you want the um, the air freshener, I mean the sticker, um, then you, can, <laughs> you can get that in there. And uh, and plus, if you guys missed out on Welcome to Everville, then you can get a digital copy of that and see what all the fuss is about. That because that was a sleeper hit for us. We didn't realize people would like it as much as they did. Cool. Yeah, we'll take it. The world is never not enough. Well, truer words were never said because we've only got one place. That's right. Um, so yeah, that'll be the that's the main cover, and then Matt's um, homage cover, and mm-hmm. then the same stuff as the other one. So if you like both those covers, that's your your best bet for that one. Uh, we do have a couple of different retailer packs. We actually asked retailers that we're friends with what they wanted, um, and everyone was just like, "Yeah, well, if you're going to do one, then do either just copies of the book or do." The one that I came up with that we'll get to a little bit later, which is the best option for retailers. <laughs> it's my favorite one. Octo fussy. <laughs> All right. It's, so, it's the variant. one with the virgins. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so virgin variant cover A. Um, and uh, you get the trading card with that one and the digital. Uh, welcome to Everville digital book and sticker. Fly another day because it's cloudy today. That's right. So this is the the one that you get the t-shirt in. And we'll also write that. um, You get that UV pen and the message. And you get to either pick the message or let me come up with something. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is the retailer pack that, uh, that, you know, I talked to a couple different shops and... Some of these shops, they still just, they won't buy the tiers. They'll just send the money back, back channel or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like they'll back and then just put the amount in and then message us later and be like, and I'm just like, no, put the tier because we want it to look like multiple people have bought it. Um, but yeah, so there we have a couple of different shops that have done this one. Um, I, this is a new thing that I am requiring is that shops are able to provide proof of business ownership. Um, that's because people have been reselling some of our stuff that have bought multiples of it and you know that's not cool um i'm all for getting it out there but just you know do it do it right yeah and you know like we had someone that bought welcome to everville bought 20 copies because that was one of our retail packs and um and then i get a call from a store in south carolina that we're friends with and they said hey um so and so came in here today and they wanted to know what the retail cost was for these books and i was like are you kidding me <laughs> like the nerve <laughs> so they're just gonna turn around and flip them so it's nice to get our books out there but geez man um but yeah so this is the most value for a oh, retail yeah. shop is uh you know five by five by five you're getting five of each cover uh the virgin variant and cover b are not five dollar comics they're both um they're both 10 I think that virgin variant might be 15. I don't remember what we put on it. Anyway, it, it, no matter what it is, um, you're you're coming away with quite a bit more than the 45 it's, that you're putting. It's into. a steal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, we just want to get into more shops. You know, so yeah, this is this is perfect because then it's just okay. Here's the full set of yep, and free shipping. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's all you got to say to some stores. 
I know. Would, it, would, would you like to get the retailer pack of our new book? I, well, well, you know, the, the reality is we're not, we're not in Diamond. Um, maybe someday we do plan to, to put the Tilt Trade in there. But um, you can look at that however you want. Um, so for us, we like to deal directly with these shops. We like to build those relationships because it's fun for us. Um, it's just a part of our business. And, you know, this, this way it gets them a little something too. Uh, the problem is what we've talked about this quite a bit. The problem right now is a lot of shops, they're not used to seeing retailer packs on Kickstarters because everybody drops the ball when it comes to that stuff. So now it's hard to even get a shop to look up a Kickstarter page because um, they just go into it assuming there's not going to be anything for them that's going to help. Um, so, yeah. So for you guys that that do watch this, that know shops, you know, tag them. Let them know we got, we got them covered. Uh, I know two shops that uh, support the indie community quite a bit. Well, send it to them. <laughs> Say five by five by five. <laughs> I will. Uh, I won't I, stop you, William. I won't I will, stop. I will. You. I will definitely tag them. Uh, you probably you probably already know them, but I know uh, one is uh, Danny Morales works at the Collective down in Florida. Yeah, I, I know of them. Um, I just don't. You know, I live in North Carolina, so like. Our shops here, there are one or two that are truly indie friendly. And then the big shops that everybody knows, they they could care less about anybody. <laughs> yeah, which is why they're the big shops. Well, that's that's what makes it difficult. Is um, we do have retail friends. Um, we're always looking to build that as well. And so far, everybody that's dealt with us likes us because, I mean, my name's the the Count of Monte Cristo. So what's not to like? Yeah, it's like. Well, I better buy his books, otherwise he's going to do something wild to me. <laughs> and the the other store I know of, it's part of the uh, comic book shopping network, uh, is a store owned by Jen King, and that's in Texas. Oh yeah, and that is Space Cadets, and they yeah they've got a uh, Rog Mohan uh, had uh, had his stuff in there. Um, they had like, they, they bought like multiple copies of every single cover he released. Oh, nice. Um, they did the same thing for, uh, Luke Stone's, uh, Voodoo Nation. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They, see, these are the people, William, what are you waiting for, man? Let them know. And Hey, you've read some of my stuff too. So you can be like, Hey, well, I mean, you can tell them how you really feel. We're live right now, so you get at least sound you like like you like my stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that, a look at it. Yeah, buy it or you know, don't yeah, well, or whatever. <laughs> it's it's good, uh it's it is stuff. Oh, I appreciate it. Um it is interesting though, because it's you know, trying to get in and talk with shops and they want to try your stuff and you know, they don't know me. No nobody knows nobody knows me. <laughs> I yeah. don't I, I would rather people, I think I said it last time I was on here, I'd rather be people, people be familiar with the name Catalyst Comics than my personal name. But, you know, the more we keep putting stuff out, the more people have talked about it. So I feel like yeah. I might have to come out of the shadows at some point. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> oh, are, are you the guys that make the cool trailers? <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. See, I don't even put the little branding on uh, other people's trailers that we make, but I assume at some point they're going to be like, this sounds like the same voice from, <laughs> from one of the other ones. Yeah, really. But I mean, right here, $45 for five full sets of number one. You can't beat that for a retail. Can't main, main cover, homage cover, and virgin variant. So, And you decide, signed or unsigned. I mean, I know a lot of shops don't want them signed, so I won't put my pen on them. You know, it's like, here you go. No time for pie. Oh, I don't like this one already. <laughs> I know, I right? don't like pie! Talk about depressing. Yeah, so this is the the big one. This gives you all the covers, plus the ash can. Um, in in that ash can, of course, it's going to be limited because uh, we're only putting it out with the campaign. And there's like one or two shops that want some some copies. Um, and then we're also gonna. So one of the things that we normally were able to do is have you drawn into you know the next issue of other books. With this book being such a different art style and a you know a different story style as well, we wanted to figure out a way that we could make create some value for a customer that wanted to spend that amount. And um, and so what we came up with was you know we'll we'll get your name in there, but we'll code name you. Um, so we get to have a little fun with that. And then I was like, what else can I do? And so I'm going to give people horrible writer sketches because I'm not an artist. Uh, I can. I can do stick figures really well, but what I promise you is if you get that tier and you you pick the character, I will honestly try my hardest to draw it as well as I am capable of doing. <laughs> Man, that sketch is going to look like something that came out of Jeff Lemire's sketchbook. It's... <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I noticed the first time I ever saw it was at a con. It was a writer that was bored at his table. And he was just offering people sketches of whatever character they wanted. And they were bad. And I was like, man, people are paying like a dollar or two dollars for this stuff. Um, just like on a napkin or a piece of paper or whatever. And and I was like, I'm going to use that someday. So this is the first time that I've ever offered to do this. And it'll probably be the last time. But it should be fun. Um, and then, of course, you're going to get the T-shirt and all the other stuff that came in the other tier. Um, but this one, you know, again, you get all the all the covers and the ash can. And the ash can's pretty cool because it's just a mini version of the comic, pretty much. Collectibles. Collectibles. Yeah. And and hey, there's only three of these left. Wait, oh yeah. No two. Oh. No, there's only two of them left. Dang. Only two left. Man, I haven't been on here in a minute. <laughs> these are all these are all gone down here. That was the early bird special. Yeah, y'all missed out on that. Yeah, you missed out. So apparently a few people just grabbed, grabbed the cursor and went all the way down the bottom. See, let's see what the big one is. Wow. Yeah. It's, only, it's only 150 bucks for everything. We like those people. And, well, he did a nice job on the cover. Not realizing it's, you know, photo manipulation. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, well, you know, some so like the, the body outline with the gun and everything, that is more of a... Uh, that's a little bit more of, of graphic design know-how and like it being able to find references and then put them together and then form something out of them. And then you just, you know, manipulate the crap out of a background picture and boom, cover. And there you go. <laughs> and there you go. That's his first cover. That's pretty good. I bet he draws good too. 
I bet I don't. <laughs> Only thing I've ever drawn that's good is a Marvin the Martian as the Green Lantern. <laughs> I used to, what did I used to be able to draw? I used to be able to draw Andy Cap. Because I realized, when I was a kid, I realized if I just put my thumb like this and traced around it, that mm -hmm. was Andy Cap. Oh, yeah. I mean, that works. And I made, like, uh, before I really got into the writing stuff, people wanted me to have a table at like local shops and stuff. And so I would do a lot of graphic design nerd stuff. And so, um, I have a lot of space stuff because I'm, I'm pretty decent with, uh, the space scene graphic design. And then, um, the other thing I did that sold really well was the Wolverine. Um, basically I took a picture of my hand in a glove and then changed mm -hmm. it all the colors and the texture. And then I put, um, I put two of the blades coming out and the middle one shattering. So it's like a, you know, mixed between this is, of course, when old man or when Logan came out. So <laughs> that kind of in between X-23 and Logan. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a very popular piece at the time. Yeah, it was. It went really well. So we have all this. We have stuff coming out on the back burner. Yeah. We yeah. Have, all kinds we have of stuff. a very cool trailer. There it is, right there. Coming soon. And it's true. It is. May. <laughs> because, you know, now you got to do my favorite thing and pre-order. Uh, and uh, 20 days to go, 69 backers already, 1696. Get on there. Find a tier you like. Uh, if you've never gotten anything from Aaron and Catalyst Comics before, you can you can just toss in, you know, three bucks for the uh, for the PDF. Check it out if you like it. They get a library full of stuff, and you can always, after you read the PDF, you could always increase. You can always increase your. Uh, yeah, you could turn around and buy it. <laughs> yeah, you can turn. Yeah, you can just you can increase your your stuff and get the physical copy, and you know. Some other stuff. Plus, if you get a physical copy, then you're going to start getting those four different uh, digital comics from uh, four different creators. So you you get like all kinds of all, you get all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, again, if you've never read our stuff, then hey, you know, go to our website and download Tilt issue one. Mm -hmm. If you like it, I'm the writer. And I wrote this. <laughs> so if you like it, then hey, boom. You know it's going to have the same kind of tone with, like, sarcasm. But I will say that this is a much more brutal story than anything I've written before. I literally went into an entire John Wick-style gunplay scene uh, just because it, I was writing it. And I was like, ah, I want to change the way that this scene plays out. And I ended up writing the most brutal stuff that I've ever written. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's going to be gorgeous. <laughs> he was working out some of the issues that is that his psychiatrist told him he needs to work on. Yeah, like get that out of the system. Um, but it, you know, anything that I write, I don't write just because it's kicks and giggles for me. I write because I I'm actually passionate about it, and um, 
you know, anything that I do, right, it's a story that I actually want to tell. And so there's depth to it. There's, you know, connections with the characters. And, um, and yeah, so definitely it's something worth checking out. Yeah, so uh, definitely go check this out. Um, Six backers away from you guys getting another. That would be three digital copies, uh, comics that you guys will get. I'm just saying. Six backers. Yeah. Six backers and an additional... Wait, isn't it four comics? So uh, you'll get one last job digital. Um, that just comes with every tier anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then we've already unlocked the pits number one, and we're right on the verge when we hit 75 backers of unlocking uh, that a and oh, okay, yeah. Stigmata. And then, you know, if you guys do get the tier that has the Welcome to Everville digital, then boom, that's four books right there. <laughs> then if we had 100, that'll unlock two more books. That's a lot of books. Yeah, you you read the the two digitals not including one last job, and I was I was like already forging ahead to the yeah <laughs> to the uh, to the shop. the hundred backer unlock yeah the hundred the hundred backer unlock uh, we need to get to the hundred backers for we one do. simple reason we have to force Chuck Pinot. To scan in that damn book, so yeah, pr- so prove so, to us that that book exists. No shit. That's the rumor I'm starting now. Is that that book's not even real? <laughs> and I'm I'm sure There's only one way to find out. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm sure he's going to be on his podcast tonight. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna like DM him and be like, look, Aaron and I were talking. Aaron and I were talking and. We don't think that that comic that you made exists. That's right. So everybody listening, we need a hundred backers to prove whether Chuck's book really exists or not. Ah, what a sales pitch. (laughs) 31 backers to force Chuck for the next 20 (laughs) days to swear nonstop as he's scanning the one copy of the book he has left into his computer. I love it. Praying that it doesn't seize on him. I need it. I need it to happen. So let's get this done. Book looks great. It's a very cool cover. It stands out. Uh, any store that gets these in, these are going to like, you know, shoot people right in the eyeball with a very loud silencer and, right. and make and make them buy that book. Yeah. It'll, it'll pop right off the shelf. And, uh, any any stores that are checking this out, check out that five by five by five retailer tier. Yes, forty five bucks free shipping, five full sets, cover A, the variant cover, and the Virgin variant. Boom, boom, boom. That's right. That's what y'all need. <laughs> so you know. It's a it's a very cool looking book, and uh, I really dig the uh, really dig the art, and I will look forward to uh, many more last jobs. Yes. yes. So, Aaron, I want to thank you so much for coming on and, and hanging out and uh, talking comics, and you know how diabolical you know your your postcards will be. <laughs> Not a problem. I appreciate you having me on, man. Murder, murdery messages all over the country. 
Well, maybe not totally. Maybe not that. I'm not going to go that bad. <laughs> well, you you can send one to Chuck like that, maybe. It depends if that book's real or not. Yeah, you know. <laughs> maybe maybe go over Chuck's house and write a message in the UV over <laughs> all his pages. Right. It'll just it'll just come out in the scan. What the? <laughs> just like page after page. This right. Book, this book isn't real. This book isn't real. This book isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to this. But it'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, go check it out for yourselves. Like I said, the Kickstarter link is up above in the chat. It is also uh, in the show notes, either up above or down below, in uh, uh, all all the places that you can find Aaron on the. Uh, on the web there the catalyst the catalyst comics website and a couple of other spots and you can find him regularly on uh on the facebook all day all day because <laughs> that's what we do so uh until next time uh yeah peace love and read some comic books that's right and pre-order more comics yeah pre-orders Pre-orders. Woo!